we're on. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Sis. I'm Sis, a.k.a. Allie. I'm Dad. A.k.a. Tony. Sis, it's show 99. Insane. It's the new year. We it's, got some cool it's stuff It's 2019. Coming. It's show 99, and we're using new technology, I say, with a heavy side. Yeah. And we have two so amazing... Well, okay, it took me an hour to figure it out. You had it figured out right off the bat, but we have some amazing guests that are joining us. Drum roll, please. From? From away from our Chick-fil-A. I know. Where are they from? They're in the little computer that's sitting on the <laughs> table right now. So everybody that walks by our Chick-fil-A will actually see you. I'm going to introduce them. These are um, my new amazing friends from Kellogg's, Mike and Lauren. Now, it's Mike Singles and Lauren. I'm going to say this. Guacamole. I <laughs> <laughs> Close. <laughs> well, I was going to say Imola. Is it Imola? Am Imola. I, with Imola. Is it E? Is it, is it E? Is it uh, E or I? It's I. I, okay. Imola. It's Italian. I, I Imola. But your IG, <laughs> your IG handle is... It's Guacamola. Guacamola. And yeah. Allie, Allie was looking at that this morning going, I'm going to love this girl. <laughs> I'm going to love this girl. I was really bring people together, I think. I think, it I think it absolutely does. And Mike, I actually looked you up on Instagram this morning, and surprisingly, there are 3,000 Mike Singles on Instagram. <laughs> and you know what? And I think I have like three pictures on Instagram. So it's probably <laughs> very underwhelming, and it's not as good as uh, the guacamole or guacamola. <laughs> I think that's the greatest thing ever. All right, so... Part of why we're having these amazing people on our show is one. Also, can we just note what? that it's 9 a.m. and 9:30 here is like perfect. Yeah, what is up with that? Well, it's Saturday 10 morning. 30 for him. He is I in guess so. Battle he Creek. Had an extra hour. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you know, the nice thing is with with little kids in the house, I'm up at like six o'clock anyway. So, so my day is halfway over. I know it. <laughs> the only time sis sees six o'clock is if she's coming in it from the other hour, right? <laughs> if, <she's, laughs> if she has been up all night, she will see six o'clock coming in. So but these two, I have met these two through my amazing friend, Wendy Davison, who introduced me to them at Kellogg for an upcoming an event that I have the privilege and honor to speak at in Battle Creek for young professionals um, coming up in coming up in March. It's like a snap of the finger away, really. Well, we have been talking the, oh, for several months all the way into last year, and I said, all right, we've got to have you guys on the podcast uh, for a ton of reasons because you guys are, well, just flat out awesome, and there's just so much for us to talk about on this. And so um, that's why we're having you on virtually. Our, this is really our first virtual. I mean, we've mm -hmm. done some remote. You know, you called in once, and we did a show. We had Stephanie Kemp call in once and do a show. This is our first virtual. We can see them. It's like virtual Shel Sheldon on Big Bang Theory when he decided to become a robot. It's like you guys are sitting right here with us. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. The video really enhances it. I think that, yeah. I think that you guys Yeah, unfortunately on the podcast, nobody can see the video, but maybe know, we'll start so we should a YouTube probably stop channel. talking about it because they're like, all right, Everybody's come on, gone, I can't let's... see his perfect hair. <laughs> yeah. Right? But everybody in the restaurant can see his perfect hair when they walk by. And mm -hmm. we've already had multiple people walk by <laughs> and go, is it a radio show? And people taking pictures. And, but it's, it's kind of fun. So briefly, what do y'all do for Kellogg's? 
So I am, uh, I've been with Collards for about seven years, but I'm a, a packaging engineering manager uh, within our, we call it portable wholesome snacks. But like, if you think like Rice Krispie treats and bars, um, Eggo is included in there, Pop-Tarts. Sounds like so we create pantry. new innovation for packaging. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Gonna, new innovation for packaging. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to unpack that. Okay. No, I'm, I'm, I'm no, gonna, we should dig into that. No new innovation for packaging. We just have to, un, we have to unpack that, but we'll do that in a minute. All right, Lauren, you go. Uh, I am an e-commerce category manager. So I work on our e-commerce team and partner with our um, online retailers, which spans both retailers like Amazon that mostly sell products online, as well as retailers like Kroger and um, Food Lion and, and Target who are trying to start selling groceries online and help them um, figure out how to better uh, strategically position their categories um, for people to start buying those groceries on their desktop, on their apps, um, and uh, kind of provide our expertise on cereal, crackers, and all of the categories that Kellogg plays in and how people want to see those uh, products positioned to them when they That's start. That's awesome. Shopping. How long have you been in Kellogg's? I've been with Kellogg's for three and a half years. So a long, a long time for both of y'all. Yeah. yeah. Mike, how long you been there? Seven. Seven Lots years. Yeah, obviously. Hello. <laughs> Lauren, you're like speaking Allison's uh, love language, ordering groceries without leaving mm. the house. <laughs> That's, like, That's a new love language. I haven't heard of that one before. It is, it is absolutely <laughs> her love language. And if you ever went by her house on any given day, um, between Amazon white delivery trucks mm -hmm. and UPS brown truck, there is a constant stream. I, I think what you average and 10 I packages a, a day. I got a ring doorbell for oh, yeah. Christmas and yeah. it goes off constantly. constantly. <laughs> it was coming up going. Constantly. <laughs> going, we're dropping stuff off. We're dropping stuff off. It is the, way, it is the wave of the future, just bringing is, my yeah. Rice Krispie treats right to my door. Right. Mm -hmm. It is really fun. That and it's is. interesting because there are certain uh, products that's like makeup. We've been buying makeup online for years and well, you've um, been buying makeup. Yeah, so maybe not you. Um, <laughs> but, but food is a little slower to, to move into the online space. So. Why? Why? Because we consume so much of it. Why is it so much slower? I think um, there are a lot of barriers. Yeah, they don't want other people picking up their groceries, right? Or there might be a concern of freshness. Um, but a lot right. of technology is, is kind of opening up the doors on that. So we've seen it really start to pick like up. Like mom thinks she picks the perfect the, bananas. That's true. That's true. If anybody and she doesn't. She doesn't think that anyone else can pick she them holds the grapefruit like, to her eye like the lady on the aldi's commercials yeah. she holds the grapefruit. right that is it, you're absolutely right though it is a very personal on the fresh stuff but on i mean when michael designs a box for rice krispie treats it doesn't matter you're just going to want it yeah is it hard to design a box well it's more in box with right? an m well so there are companies within e-commerce that have like specific dimensions that you have to design to but it's also about getting like the you know, it's essentially more expensive for companies to ship through e-commerce or it can be. And so you really have to figure out the best way to do it. And you're not like, if you think about you're at a grocery store and you're trying to find Rice Krispie treats, you can scan the aisle and go down it. And there's certain things that marketers love to put on cartons to have you draw that in. So you, you see Kellogg's Rice Krispie treats and you pull in, uh, you don't get that experience. So when you're shopping oh, on Amazon, for example, so true. you know, you're just, you're clicking an item. And so it does, you might not necessarily need all of those components when it, you know, sits on your doorstep for, for a day. <laughs> so he's designing the impulse thing in. Yeah. Which you walk down the aisle and go, oh, I've got to have that. 
But you also have to, if like you're scrolling through an app, you have to also do that. Yeah, like you scroll do. Scroll and stop. Like, See, this oh, is very personal. This. this is very personal to us because Allie's husband, affectionately known as LK or Landon Koch, I just call him LK, he runs a prime Amazon Prime distribution center here in Dallas. He's the two-hour guy, right? And so now wow. that – Yeah, so um, he's been sending out, I guess, now beer and wine – Mm -hmm. uh, which is brand new, but just about everything. Well, now that they've bought Whole Foods, that's been entered into the equation. And so this is something that we have conversation. We geek out and have conversations on this all the time. Yeah. Landon, what's the weirdest thing that you've been sending to people's houses and stuff like that? So this is, a, this is, this is life. This is today. My wife would literally buy every single thing on Amazon not to have human interaction. It's just... It's, <laughs> Like, I don't want to talk to people today. I'm just going to click, 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 click and do it. But bananas, you're right, sis. She's going to do bananas. Look, you guys, go ahead, sis. Um, it's a kind of a squirrel moment. Oh, go ahead. We love squirrel moments. Um, so, I love squirrel moments too. Lauren, I saw that you went to Create and Cultivate. Were you there for Kellogg's or were you just there for um, personal? Was I was just there for personal, actually. I went with one of my coworkers from Kellogg's who is also in YP. Um, we have been following create and cultivate for a while now um, mm -hmm. she's been obsessed with it for multiple years and they came back to Chicago which was really exciting um, so we both went there but there were some folks from um, our XR and then some other people that I knew um, just from the food industry who we were able to meet but loved it had an amazing time highly recommend that conference yeah it's like a <laughs> conference for like bloggers and women mainly women but like entrepreneurs and stuff like that so I didn't know if you like you had like an, a side gig or whatnot and you're going there for that, or if you're going there for Kellogg's. So you just went for fun. Yeah, that's it was awesome. Met she a ton of really great people. They're fantastic speakers. She needs a side gig. Are you going to that, sis? Um, no, I haven't been able. I think it's only been in the Texas area once, and I was not able to attend. Oh. But I'm going to other another different conference this year. That's similar to that? Mm, yeah. All right, you guys work for probably one of the coolest brands on the planet. Um, and as a quote unquote young professional, which is an interesting category, what, what, how do you define young professionals now? Can I still be a young professional? No. Oh. <laughs> yes. We call it young at heart. Young I was just about to say you have too much gray hair, but I'm like, I, I can't talk because yeah. I have gray hair. I, I have some as well. I guess that's why having two little kids at home. I, I used to not have any gray hair, so I'm going to blame it on them. I think, um, you know, I, I can start and then Lauren, if you want to finish it up, but for young professionals, I mean, part of the reason why I joined is, is really about trying to strengthen the multiple generations that we have within Kellogg and how do we leverage that and then be able to continue to grow and make sure that Kellogg is the prime spot for, you know, top talent and ideas and creating the future. So that's where YP kind of tries to fit in as well as then give those development opportunities for folks that you might not get in your day-to-day -day job. I totally love that. So what's the age group? How do, how, I mean, how do you, how do you yeah, get in? So we don't have it defined. So um, it's similar to like, you know, where there's, I believe, uh, eight or nine employee resource groups at Kellogg's. Young Professionals is one of them. So I always give the example, I'm involved in Women of Kellogg's, but, uh, you know, obviously I'm not a, a woman. And so the affinity of, of that. And so we, we want to make sure that we have everybody. We, pull, we don't have a, an age group that's defining that. I love that. See, I can be part of it. You can. I can. I am You're in. Heart. I'm young at heart. Mm -hmm. Well, 
I mean, you have to There's be There's no discrimination anymore. I love that. All right. So as, and this is for both of you, as a young professional, which by the way, Michael, you're in Battle Creek. Is that right? That's right. Battle Creek is historic. If you're my age, you understand the, the, the real significance of Battle Creek because as a kid, when we got our cereal box and there was a prize inside, you would dig down all the way and then you would have to redeem that and you would have to send your uh, redemption letter into Battle Creek. Mm-hmm. It was, fa- it was famous. Do as, they even as, do prizes as, in cereal boxes no, anymore? I don't, I don't think they do. That's a shame. No, I don't yeah. think they do. Oh yeah. Do they, do they, they still do? have prizes yeah. in cereal boxes? They do. Yeah, they do. I remember I the, it. my favorite ones were the changing spoons, but they're like sponsored, I guess not sponsored, but affiliated with, Lion King, so they're like Lion King, and then but like when you dip it into your cereal, it It changed colors. colors. Yes, oh, yeah, I love that. All right, so biggest challenge for a young professional in a global company today, Lauren, we'll start with you. Um, single single biggest thing that young professionals have to deal with today, I think. Um, I think when we talk about our purpose being kind of bridging those generational gaps, I think that in a lot of global companies that tends to come up because there's so many employees. um, And so trying to um, both learn an equal amount as you're kind of sharing your own ideas, there's always kind of a precarious balance. Um, And when it is, you know, so um, widely geographically distributed, I think just trying to get your name out there and meet a lot of people. um, There's a lot that comes at you all at once. Um, So um, I think you have to kind of equally balance learning from those who have been in the industry for a long time, those from all different locations, um, but also um, really try to put your ideas out there and not be afraid to um, influence and kind of have the courage to speak up about what you think should be um, different or improved. That's a lot. <laughs> it, is, it is a lot. Does it ever become overwhelming? Um, I, I think that... Uh, Sometimes, certainly, but I think that there's a learning curve, um, and I think there's also the confidence that you learn as you grow in your career, too, right? Like, the, the professional that I am today is, is different than the professional than I was when I graduated from college, and um, I've grown more confident in what I'm doing, and also um, learn to um, network better, learn to, um, you know, make strong connections across all areas of the business better. And I think that as you start to have those mentors and those allies um, kind of in your corner, that, that helps to make it a little less scary or a little less intimidating. I love that. Sis, did you know she talks with her hands too? Yeah. I know. Nobody can see it because we're on a podcast, but um, I can't wait to get in the room with you. We do that too, but <laughs> we, we do try that to like too. sit on our hands. I know. We're like, <laughs> well, we're like waving our hands. We're waving our hands. Like, what are these people doing? What are they doing? Because they can't hear what's going on in our head. Right. Yeah. When we get real into it, we'll do the same thing. Yeah, I know it. Michael, <laughs> Michael what's, what, from your point of view, what's the biggest thing that, that uh, young professionals are facing? Uh, I think there's just constant change and maybe within previous generations, it really wasn't always like that, but I feel like the constant change is the new normal for us. Mm -hmm. And so like, just how do you adapt to that continually? And I think millennials face that quite often. I think about even when I was coming out of school, just even um, trying to find a job was difficult. Actually, that was part of the reason why I selected packaging because I was, I was interested in business, marketing, engineering, and um, some of those folks that I knew were really struggling with getting jobs. And so I switched to engineer, uh, packaging, knowing that I, I was able to find one. So I think that's uh, it's a, it's a kind of a constant challenge. And I don't think it'll go anywhere for a while. 
And so I think the, you're seeing kind of that millennial generation accept that. And, and that's really kind of all we've known. Do you think that's technology driving that constant change? Oh my gosh. I think it's technology. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with part of it. Yes. And I'm going to go with, um, part of it. Well, yeah. Technology. Hey, look, I mean, what we're doing today, uh, 10 years ago, um, not, not what, you know, we wouldn't be having this conversation when I was y'all's age and all three of you are about the same age. When I was y'all's age, the only way we would be having this conversation is if we were sitting in a radio station, right? That would be the only way we would yeah. be having this type of conversation. Uh, so just in that, I mean, look, we're able to pull the four of us together with this kind of technology and it'll go out to 20 plus countries um, by, you know, within a couple hours. So that is crazy change, right? And just keeping up with, keeping up with that is, is outstanding. You know, one of the things, and we had a little bit of this conversation last week, and I think it comes up, uh, Sis and I talked about it this morning, kind of as we were driving in, what's y'all's thoughts on burnout? Because I, I, this is a, I think this is a real thing in our own company. We're having this conversation all the time. Uh, we were just selected. Uh, well, we have been on the uh, best, uh, great place to work uh, fortune list now uh, for top 100. And I was recently interviewed by fortune um, on this. And this question came up this week. Uh, how do we, how do we deal with this? And we take this very, very seriously inside our own firm. Uh, but even with sis as an entrepreneur owns her own business, it's something that's very, very real. How do you guys see, do you see burnout uh, happening in, in y'all space and a big global company like, like Kellogg? And what do you, what do you guys do about that? I kind of see burnout, not necessarily just even within Kellogg. I just see overall, I think, um, you know, there's an interesting article that I just read the other day when it talked about burnout and we're kind of the generation that essentially is constantly writing checklists, notes and crossing them off. Even if you've already done that item, it just makes you feel good about crossing it off. But I think there's just so many things that you have to do in your, in your day. And there's so many different options. So like, um, an example that recently we just put a small gym in our basement. And so like you would think getting weights would be an easy thing. Yeah. But there's so much, there's so much it, like, that looks into it. And so now it's like, I have, you know, a hundred different options of weights <laughs> that I can choose versus can I just go down to the local store and pick up some. And so that's on me, but it's also like, you're, you're looking at that investment, wanting to make sure you're getting something that lasts. And so I kind of relate that within, um, you know, my job as well. It's just like, there's always something that you could be doing and you always feel like you could be working. And especially with, you know, um, you guys and Allie within your, you know, within your company, you probably feel that even more because it's, mm -hmm. it's yours and you feel like that you want it to last. So that's just my thought on that. Lauren, what's thought? what I, what I noticed with my friends, um, just other, not even necessarily just coworkers, but friends that I have in Chicago and around the country, I, the thing that stands out most prominently is people saying that they haven't taken their vacation and oh, wearing it as a badge of honor. Yeah. Um, oh, and oh that gosh. to me, That's and, and I've been with, with so many different friends, people from university, people I went to high school with, um, just people I run into it's, it's thrown around like, like they're bragging about it. Um, right. and I, I've really started wow. to, um, kind of, I think I actually felt that way, right? When I graduated from college, I felt like I, I shouldn't take all my vacation and, um, you know, look at me, I'm, I'm working so hard. 
Um, and I've really changed my opinion on that in the last couple of years because I think that's a one of the first red flags that you're, you're going down this path to burnout. 100%. Um, vacation's there for a reason. We actually get a lot less than other countries. Um, and so I think that um, mentalities like that are um, I think just kind of unhealthy, really, and, and, and tend to contribute to this um, total burnout lifestyle that, that we're seeing around us. Lauren, can I just apologize for all... Um, of my generation and the generation right below me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, can I just apologize on behalf of everybody? We did that to every millennial um, and it was a, Z. It was a competition to see how many people didn't take vacation days. No, no. We kept saying, and, and again, I'm, and I'm desperately trying to change this that dialogue right now. I know it. I'm already trying to plan my vacation days for the whole year. I know it, but you and I had this conversation at the holidays. You felt guilty because you're trying to let your brain rest, didn't yes, you? Yes, that's yeah. true. And we sat right here at this table with chicken minis and sweet tea, and you said, I just feel really bad because I'm trying to rest. And it all goes back to a word, right? Mm-hmm. You said it multiple times, and unfortunately, my generation and Gen, and Gen X said this multiple times about the millennial generation, and we, every single one of us owed the millennial generation apology. We said, you're lazy. Mm-hmm. And when you say that enough, it sticks. And then all of a sudden, I have no thing. I, I have to disprove that. So I'm going to work myself to death to prove to you that I'm not lazy. And it was just absolutely 100% unfortunate. Words matter, and we've got to be very careful. We need to move off of the millennial conversation anyway. Millennials are running the country. We should we should pay a much closer attention uh, to how we talk about that. I mean, the new generation coming online right now is Gen Z. There's one million more Gen Zs than there are millennials. It's crazy. And we're still having this conversation on millennials. And for every person that said millennials are lazy, um, now we're getting this, that we have an entire generation that's getting ready to work themselves to death to prove that they're not. And you, since you had this conversation, feel like I'm lazy if I don't work, I don't blah, blah, blah. You got to do it. You got to shut down. You got to recharge or you're just going to burn out. Mm-hmm. You know, for us, we refer to this sometimes as brownout because, you know, each and every one of us, my belief is we have been beautifully and wonderfully made and we have an off switch. And when your body gets to a point, Allie has experienced this. Most of us um, have at some point experienced it. And if you haven't, you don't want to get to that point. But you push yourself so hard, your body will shut down. And it will flip off and it will do a hard reboot. Mm-hmm. If you've been there, you don't want to have to do that very often. But what we see, we refer to as brownout. And that's kind of the walking mm-hmm. movie, right? You're going through the motions. Um, but one, it doesn't have any meaning. And two, you're almost like this out-of-body experience. You don't even realize what you're doing. You're just kind of ticking the box to get through the day. And the day just gets longer and longer and longer and longer. Productivity goes down, energy goes down, your health goes down, everything starts to come apart. The conversation for us guys has changed to be more of one of well-being. And Allie, Allie and I talk about this frequently. Um, and we try to have this conversation. It's, it's, it's the whole person. It's the well-being, right? It is your career, but it's also your physical well-being, your financial well-being, your social well-being, your community well-being, your emotional well-being. Those are all the care and feeding that we need to be paying attention to. I don't know that we've been doing a good job of that as much as we could. We talk a lot of wellness, uh, but I think it's bigger. It's well-being from that standpoint. 
And from vacation standpoint, Lauren, we put unlimited in our organization. And um, the most common denominator amongst the Fortune Top 100 Great Places to Work is an unlimited vacation policy. You know what's crazy? Not everybody uses, the average right now is just barely two weeks. Just barely two weeks, yeah. Even with unlimited. Yeah, that's, yeah that's interesting because it's almost like here's an unlimited pile and then it's, you know, it almost does the reverse sometimes. It's like, exactly. well, so-and-so isn't taking it, so why would I, why would I take it? Right. Well, um, and again, if it's not managed by the leader, Michael, you're, you're absolutely right. Because yeah. We're watching what our leader does. We have, a, we have a policy internally called My Ryan, which allows us to have flexible work. If I, you know, yesterday, my truck needed to go into the shop, and so I grabbed my laptop, I grabbed my phone, and two hours at the dealership, which, by the way, too long in a dealership, but they had good <laughs> Wi-Fi, uh, soft chairs, two hours in a dealership, I got my work done. I'm sending in a dealership. And so it's that flexibility that we allow. But for me, my team set me down a year and a half ago and said, boss, um, we're going to need you to participate in my Ryan because for us, that experience is important. If we don't see you doing it, our belief is it's, we can't do it. And I'm like, oh my God, totally get it. People watch us. And that's, that's all of us, right? People, there's always somebody watching us uh, to determine what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sis, did you actually take some time off? Because you're, you're back into the flow of it now. I did. I took, I tried to take the whole December off. How'd that go? Well, good. That was a good refresh. Yeah. And yeah. now you're in designer mind, right? Um, getting there. How many, it's like slow how many, transition. How many projects you got going on? A lot. I already feel like half the year's over. <laughs> it's like bang. It's <laughs> I know it. Uh, it's the same thing. I mean, we're already looking at our calendar. We did our planning calendars last week. I'm like, <gasps> wow, mm-hmm. it's going to be like boom here. Hey, look, we don't have much of a format here. One, we like to get to know about you, how you got there, some of the challenges, but we always do high-low except for last week. We forgot to do high-low. And, no and nobody nobody pointed it out. Nobody <laughs> pointed it out. We got in the truck and Allie's like, Dad, we got to go redo the whole thing. We forgot high-low. Like, yeah. oh. I was listening to it and I noticed that. Oh, look, see, somebody did this. Oh, my God. I was going to call you out on this call. You should have. Uh, We're not forgetting. That's right. We're not not forgetting high-low. So, Lauren, you go first. High-low is our, uh, we started it um, years ago as a way to find out more about what's going on. Yeah, just kind of a good way to reflect. Yeah. So. I actually, I think I, I told you, yeah. I, um, I don't know where I learned this, but I used to do that in college with some of the leadership organizations that I had. Um, we'd call it peaks and valleys, but, but mm. similar concept. And then, um, we actually did and it. And we hear a lot of, it's like yeah. corn and roses. Yeah. I love it. I think it's a great way to just kind of level set at the end of the week. But, um, let's see this week, uh, yesterday, I think my high was I brought some coworkers to spin class with me, which was a blast. Um, it was something fun. that I'm not normally a morning workout uh, person, but I, I woke up and was like, this is, this is going to be good. It's going to set my day off on the right tone. Um, met up with some coworkers and we did spin and it was, it was a blast. And then I had a great rest of the day, I think, just because it puts you in the right mindset. Um, so I'm glad I went and did that. My low was um, <laughs> taking my cat to the vet and we had a really traumatic experience. It's always mm-hmm. very stressful for both of us. Um, if, I, if, he, if he wakes up in the morning and just senses that it's coming, 
um, he's like a very shy cat. And so he hid um, and I had to overturn pieces of furniture and oh, it was very stressful. And then by the time I, I caught him, then it was just, it was a, it was a whole ordeal. And um, he, he kind of panicked and freaked out and um, then it was just stressful the rest of the, <laughs> the rest of the afternoon pretty much after that. So that was my low. <laughs> Michael. Yeah. Um, so hi, I started a, uh, a kind of a new role, um, actually on Monday. So I'm a, a new manager. It's the first time within, I guess, my professional career at Kellogg where I'll, I have management responsibilities. And so it's a huge passion of mine. Um, I love helping people and that's kind of the, my, my drive is the, how can I help people succeed throughout their career and in their life? Um, so that is definitely a high for me, but it's also related a little bit to a low. This week was, was pretty crazy too, as far as just kind of getting up to speed, um, bringing on the new year. And so I think as I thought about kind of the late nights, early mornings, it's also a bit about like, if you're on a teeter totter and you got that fulcrum in the middle between your kind of work life balance, it just as you advance your career, how much that you might shift that fulcrum. So um, just, you know, not being able to spend time as much with your family or kids that, you know, throughout the week. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a goal of mine is how can I, how can I keep that centered and how, you know, working with mentors on, on understanding maybe ways of working or, uh, and I'm sure it'll slow down a little bit, but maybe not. Who knows? That's a heavy conversation on work-life balance. Dad doesn't think that there is such thing as balance. Work-life balance is a myth. It's, it's a total myth. There is no such thing. It's work-life success um, or just simply balance in life. So, um, well, that's a big, gigantic, enormous conversation. Uh, sis, hi, Lo. Um, hi. I mean, this week went by really, really fast. Like, I don't, like, it's just like all one big day. <laughs> It's just one day. One day. Can I just say how much better everybody sounds? For some reason, my my Bose headphones died. Oh, I'm sorry. And you sounded like Kermit a while ago. I'm, I'm like, sorry. Wow. <laughs> you sound so awesome right now. Uh, so was that the I, high first, or the low? Um, that it was a successful first week. I had a good um, goal meeting talk with my assistant on Monday, and that was fun. Um, and then we painted the first mural of 2019, which is great. And there's no crazy mess ups. Sweet. So, which is, it was really hard because it it turned out really well. When you paint directly on the brick, you don't have any room for error. That's right. There's no touch up paint. So it was very like, hold your breath the whole entire time. And it went off without a hitch. So that was, that was great. Low, my husband is sick at the moment and I'm trying to Lysol him away. He's, he's baby. a baby. He's it a baby drags on sick. for like two weeks, but he is keeping me up at night like a baby, like literally. So I'm running on like no sleep. So oh, he's sorry. going to work today, and I'm going to sleep today. <laughs> catch yes, up on catch everything. Catch up on sleep. Yes. Right. Well, something the two of you guys said that I want to I want to ping you on is uh, we talk frequently about having a personal board of directors. Uh, those people in your life, uh, Michael, you, you talked about a little bit about um, having those mentors, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, do you, the, the two of you have those people in your life? Now, personal board of directors, if you've listened to the podcast, you know, we always recommend three people in your life, someone ahead of you, 
somebody in the same season and somebody that you're bringing along as a mentee. Uh, but quite frankly, we say that you learn as much from that person as you do the other people. Mm-hmm. Do the two of you have those people in your life? I need a new mentee. So I, I do have a uh, mentor, someone that's kind of at my level in life. I definitely have mentors that have the, you know, the skin knees and, yep. and bruised elbows, yep. if you will. I think that's how you mentioned it. Um, yep. But I, I did have a mentee that, um, that I was working with for a while, has moved on to a different role. And so I think I need to find somebody else that I can help. So that's a goal for me this year in 2019 is to find one. Excellent. Lauren? Yeah, I, I absolutely do. I think um, the, the concept of mentors and mentees was something that was a little more abstract for me. Um, it's not something that comes to me naturally. I know that you have also talked on the podcast a lot about introverts trying to network, and that yeah. is um, certainly a challenge that I face a lot. But, Are you an introvert? Uh, I am, yeah. Wow. But there's different kinds, wow. right? So, <laughs> well, she's a forced extrovert. Yeah, you're a forced extrovert. Yeah. So, I am, I am. I yeah. have learned over time that um, that yeah. there are certain skills that are um, valued more. So, trying yeah. to um, trend in that direction. But um, yeah, I found some some really wonderful mentors, um, both at the company I work at, and then um, just other um, leaders in both my industry and outside of it. Um, neighbors that I've had, other other um, you know professors that I worked with. So I've um, definitely cultivated that. I have certain people I go to um, more often. I think probably the concept that's a little newer to me is is having a mentee. Um, yeah. I think you know when you when you graduate from college, you're you're like I'm. Well, I'm not qualified <laughs> to mentor someone. Um, and so I that's only had a nickel like, for every time. I, that. Yep. <laughs> I know, and it's 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 been a really interesting um, shift for me. I would say in the last couple of years, where people have started to come with questions, whether it's interns that are just starting with the company, or um, women that I know from from Purdue, where I went to school. Um, so that's been an exciting change. Um, I heard uh, a speaker at an event I went to last month whose mantra for this year was um, hold the door open. And that was really profound for me um, that no matter where wow. you come from and, and when, like when you get successes, yeah. no matter how big it is or how small um, your objective should be to hold the door open for wow. others. And that really stuck with me. And yeah, um, I, like I think it's something that I'm going to focus on this year. Yeah. Well, that has got hashtag written all. <laughs> yeah. And- who said that? Yeah, um, it was, so I went to, have you heard of um, Hello Sunshine, like Reese Witherspoon's? Um, yes. yes. So there was, um, well, so they had an event in Chicago with a bunch of really incredibly um, inspiring people. And um, I mean, Reese Witherspoon was there, but um, it was Cameron Esposito um, who said that. So it was really profound and, and awesome. But there that. were a lot of awesome, awesome quotes. Sophia Bush was there. Um, Abby Wambach, so a lot of really great women. Sis, that could show up on a wall somewhere. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that. You made our day. That's it. <laughs> drop the mic. Well, not this yeah. mic. It's too expensive to drop. So that is like really, really. Um, I just totally love that. And we, as as you guys were talking, we were just given a gift because um, we had a pop up come up on uh, on the screen that said that um, our meeting has been extended extended to unlimited minutes. <laughs> Oh, it's like your vacation days. It's exactly <laughs> right. I'm like, yes, this is like totally awesome. We could talk until we needed not to long. talk a lot. Hey, look, before before we close up, um, I can't, I am giddy times a thousand to come up and spend some time with the bigger YP group. Uh, one of the items that we want to talk about, Sis and I talk about this frequently, sometimes on the podcast, but most of the time just as we're kind of driving around. This idea of influence 
is a big darn deal. And more and more organizations, um, and especially in Allie's world as a young entrepreneur, she doesn't always have the authority to get things done, but she needs the influence to be able to get things done. And how do you really um, develop and cultivate that influence in such a way that even when you don't have the positional power to make somebody do something, how can you actually get work done? How can you actually move and create change uh, when you don't have the positional power? It's a, it's a big darn deal. There is a way to do it. Um, it's, it, it's the primary theme of my fourth book and I'm so stinking excited to get this out there and start having this conversation on a bigger, bigger, bigger scale. Um, because more and more of what we do, we become victims of our own circumstance when we sit back and go, look at everything around us that isn't working, and wow, I wish I could change it. And then you walk up to somebody and go, well, why don't you do something about it? I'll, I don't have the authority to do that. Well, look, every single one of us have the power inside of us to create change and to truly be a change maker in society. If we understand how to have authentic influence and to be able to get people to move from point A to point B through that influence, even when we don't have the positional power to force them to go there, which by the way, I can use my authority to move you, but it's going to be a very temporary move. You're going to move and then that's going to be it. Versus if I can um, influence you to move on your own, that's a sustainable, that's a sustainable result. That conversation is going to be big this year. It's big for us internally. It's going to be big for me um, as uh, the new book comes out. So I got to tell you just a, a little teaser for anyone from Kellogg that's going to be listening. Um, I, I, I'm giddy about sharing how this works. And there's, there's just three uh, simple ideas, three really, really simple ideas. If you put these simple ideas into play, you can create an authentic influence that, quite frankly, can change the world. And that's, that's where we're going. That's where we're going. When we get together later with your group, um, that's going to be the message that you're going to hear from me throughout the rest of the year. So I'm excited. Are you excited? Oh, we're so excited to have you. So excited for you. <laughs> you're so, you're so, you don't have enough sweet tea. In All right, fast questions, and then we're going to let you guys get on for your busy day. Uh, first fast question. Favorite Kellogg product and start with morning cereal. Morning cereal only. Oh, man. Lauren, you're first. And these are called I, fast questions. I know. Um, I, so we have a, a separate business unit in Kellogg, uh, the Kashi Company, and I'm a really big fan of a lot of their cereals. Oh. Um, okay. One called Dark Cocoa Karma. Oh, yes. I love that one. Yes. All right. Yep. Mike, breakfast cereal. Cracklin O'Bran. What? Whoa. Pulls out yeah. the classic. It is so good. You don't even need milk. It's so good to <laughs> eat snack. That's my, okay, that's my, okay, so non-breakfast, Lauren, favorite snack, Kellogg's snack, non-breakfast snack. Uh, does RX bar nut butter count? Because Absolutely. I will put that on anything and I will eat it alone. Oh, <laughs> Keep wow. it in my purse as a snack. <laughs> oh, wow. Mike? Yep, I agree. Uh, cheese at Grooves, uh, probably the ranch oh. flavor is my favorite. Yes. Cheese it grooves. I know it's bold. They're so good. They're so oh, good. Oh my gosh, we're going to have to tell I'm mom. Har I'm hardened. Like I like the classic cheese it, so I never adventure out because it's like 
the cheese it is actually so good. Tell tell them about one of our your favorite childhood dinners. Oh, cheese it chicken. This, this oh one. yeah, crushed up chicken. Yeah, cheese yeah. it. Yes. Yep. It's the best. It is the best. Crushed up cheese it's um kind of like the old shake and bake idea. Yeah. Crush it up. Exactly what it is. Put it on, put it on some strips, bake it. Oh my gosh. That Ooh, was cool. um, still even today. That's yeah. a, that's a big night around the Bridwell house. Yeah. Cheesy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, burgers or fries, Mike? Burgers. Burgers or fries? No, burgers or burgers pizza. Burgers or pizza. Oh man. <laughs> burgers oh, or then fries. I'll switch. Then it's pizza. Oh, yeah. Thank you. For, I was like, um, at least you're thinking, at least you're paying attention. Are you switching to pizza? I'm yeah. switching to pizza. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Favorite pizza? Um, maybe Lou Malnati's in Chicago or Pequod's. It's like a smaller Chicago. Chicago has the best pizzeria. Chicago did. Well, I don't know. New York has a pretty good pizza. Lauren's saying no. <laughs> All right. Lauren? I disagree with Pequod's. Um, I would go pizza as well. If I were to choose my favorite pizza in Chicago, it would be Luminati's. But I think my favorite type of pizza is Neapolitan pizza. Mm. Oh. I know it's really shameful that I oh. live here and, and I said mm. that. You it would be quite a controversial that. statement. Yes, it'd be a very controversial statement. <laughs> well, Pequod's has a really controversial crust. They caramelize their crust. Um, and some people love it and some people are very opposed to it. So Ooh. that's another <laughs> my hot topic if you come to Chicago. Yeah. Very uh, good. All right, Mike, coffee or tea? Oh, coffee all day. All day. Favorite coffee. All day. What favorite coffee? You know, I make, uh, I can't, well, probably Starbucks. It's a little oh, bit stronger. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. man. I'm sorry. Oh, man. I'll have to bring you no, to and introduce you to some real coffee. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm open to it. Yeah. Lauren, coffee or tea? Tea. Hot or cold? Drink tea, drink uh, Hot. Oh, man. See, I like sweet tea too. Um, I just, I, I really didn't even try sweet tea until I was uh, 22. <laughs> wow. I agree. So. I was late in life too. Yeah. <laughs> missing out. Yeah, yeah, totally missing out. I think Allie drinks her body weight and sweet tea every week, although she is changing this year. It's a new year. Trying to do half and half. My ratio is a little off this, this, <laughs> this morning. morning. She- it's like three, four sweet. Three, like, four, oh, sweet. Oh, hold on! I gotta put some unsweet tea in here. <laughs> yeah. Chick Fil A. She sent out an uh, an IG story last week on the best sweet teas around, and it created quite a quite a buzz online. I know. Everyone's like, "You have to have this. You one. gotta try this one. You gotta try." It's like, whoa, 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 whoa! Let's don't get too carried away here. <laughs> yeah. I sweet know tea. the best. I do like McAllister's. Also, I will say. Okay. okay. Yeah. When yeah. I went to school in Indiana, I just remember yeah. one of the first conversations I it's had was so good to try McAllister's. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really, really close second. I know, but if there was That's a sweet it. tea sommelier, that you would be it. I would because I it can't be overly sweet. Yeah, that's well, that's syrup, right? We yeah, call it, we that's call it syrup. syrup. <laughs> All right, Mike, with kids and everything, favorite evening in or out? It depends. Uh, we are going out tonight to see Rent, but normally, Very honestly, nice. I'm in. Normally, I'm in. And and when you're in, is it popcorns in a movie, or is it reading, or is it just rolling around on the floor with the kids? It's either uh, a movie, or honestly, we watch a lot of like garbage reality tv show so. <laughs> like big brother so it could be that too no. uh, that's real like the real housewives oh of whatever county. oh my gosh yeah that's so funny i know lauren favorite evening in or out 
this has changed for me recently, I would say in now, but I let it, it really depends on the season also. Whoa, um, change probably for you out in the summer. Really? What changed <laughs> well, for you? It's so cold here. Yeah. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, it's like in, in January, you don't want to be running around in 20 degree weather. No. Uh, true state. Is there snow on the ground right now? It's What's actively that? snowing right now out my window. Oh my gosh. No, Mike, is it, is it snowing in, in Battle Creek? No, it's it's not no well it's coming if it's in chicago it's, it's on its way it's coming to yeah oh yeah it's coming if it's in if it's in chicago so it's what what questions have i left out your biggest pet peeve oh yeah that's right oh mine is uh is when you hold the door open for somebody and then there's zero acknowledgement <laughs> and they just blow right through it yeah. so i'll usually say you're welcome yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh okay it's funny because of what lauren just said about the new hashtag hold the door open and then, yeah, I don't think <laughs> yeah. And make sure it. you say thank you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, wow. That is kind of a, I, okay, that is kind of a pet peeve. I totally get that. I 100%. Lauren, biggest pet peeve? Um, I feel really passionately about uh, fonts. And recently I was looking at a friend's phone in Android and they had elected to use um, the equivalent of chicken scratch handwriting as their entire phone font and oh I, I i couldn't it was hurting my eyes to even try to understand what oh my gosh doing. so fonts choosing poor uh, poorly uh executed fonts is probably one of my biggest even sis would get along well <laughs> there is this one font i'm trying to look up the name uh i can't know i don't know how to pronounce it papyrus oh yeah oh, yes Right. When restaurants oh. use papyrus. Oh I, my gosh. I don't know if I can oh eat my here. gosh. I'm like, <laughs> I can't take you seriously. Why are <laughs> Have you, you seen the spot? SNL uh, short with Ryan Gosling and papyrus? Oh, I need to. Oh, you have to watch it. It's so funny. <laughs> it sums up everything that, I feel about fonts. The only thing worse than that font is Comic Sans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Comic Sans isn't used as, as much. No, but you just can't stand, take somebody seriously. It doesn't stand out yeah. as. as I actually saw something online uh, on social media that somebody printed a sign in Comic Sans, put it on their door, and then somebody came by with a post-it note and says, I cannot take you seriously with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what is the best, what's the best font? What's the top Sis, font to use? What's the best if, font? In a- um, my says, go-to is, I can't pronounce these. It's A-V-I-E-N-R, I think. Um, I don't know. My dyslexia is like, what? <laughs> it's like, what? I just type an AV and like pops up. Pops up. Lauren, favorite font? Perfect. Are you a sand? Sans? I really like Calibri Light. I think it's a oh. good looking Oh, yeah. That's, my, that's in my top three. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. As a, as a writer, my editor just really gets pissed at me if I use anything other than just classic Times Roman for yeah. writing. And so yeah. it just... After a while, it makes your eyeballs bleed, but it mm-hmm. is, right. but it is super clean. But from yeah. a publishing standpoint, they just really get freaked out if they don't. Do yeah, it. yeah. Well, that's fair, and there's obviously different yeah. reasons that you use serif and sans serif. So. Yeah, Mike, as an engineer, favorite font to put on a package? Oh God, I'm I'm the worst. Lauren has like really led me to Calibri. Well, hang on, he's oh. finishing. Um. Honestly, I don't, I don't know anything about fonts other than no. That's why I try to make it a light. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Lauren has strongly Ariel? directed me towards that. Yes, Ariel. 
It'll take a whole lot of good impact. I do curls. Impact. Impact curls. <laughs> I use curls with the, the Z at the end. That's what I use. <laughs> <laughs> um, Was it you who posed that question to me one time? Someone asked me if I would if I would like someone to use uh, curls or papyrus, I think exclusively as their font. Oh, <laughs> I, I can't even yeah. answer that. It's just like, oh, <laughs> All right, here's where we're going to leave you. It's the hardest question of the day, but I save it for the last. Um, your purpose in two words. Mike, you're first. Ooh, wow. Um, it's either this or what character in a movie would you no, want to be it's in? Purpose, it's the purpose <laughs> yeah. question. It's the purpose question. That's what I'm going um, with. I say energy and passion. Energy? I'm a strong energy, energy guy. So I, I, I love surrounding myself with people that have really good energy. I love like that. I just kind of feed off of that. You do and know the two words are doing. the same. You know, they're, you know they're synonyms, right? So you're just doubling up on energy? I'm, I'm, I'm doubling up. Passion, def passion defined as the energy you bring to any task. That's that's passion, right? So it's the it's it's basically the energy you bring. So you're doubling down on that. I, I agree. All right. That's, no, that's perfect. I'm doubling down. Double down. All right, Lauren, your purpose in two words. Uh, um, intention and innovation. Whoa, that's a good one. Ooh. Two I words too. Yeah, um, I like that intention and innovation. Unpack intention for one second for me. What do you mean by that? Uh, it's something that I honestly didn't uh, used to be really done. good at. <laughs> once I get done, you have to give her more than one okay, second. Okay, more than one second. <laughs> it's something that I didn't used to be very good at. I think I just I you know spread myself too thin, and I I really um, in the last couple of years have tried to be more intentional about my time, my energy, my focus is um, so that I'm able to give everything um, my all and then also help um, others, other burnt out millennials um, find that as well, where you're being very intentional with where you're spending your time. I love that. I love so, that. this is, I wish we would have talked about this a little bit sooner. Maybe we should do fast questions in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> or at the very beginning. <laughs> Hi, my name's Tony. Fast okay, questions. Fast questions. <laughs> It's our 99th show. We're still figuring this out. Because I read a, a good article this week about self-care mm -hmm. and how a lot of people just think that self-care is a glass of wine or bath salts. A bottle of wine. Um, which is not the case. You actually have to be intentional in your self-care. Versus like, oh, I'm self-caring. I'm reading this magazine. and So how would and you be intentional with self-care? It described it as intentionally creating a life that you feel like you don't need an escape from. And creating a, like, so like they gave an example of like, it's totally okay to leave dishes in the sink for a couple of days if that is Ooh, that's not intentional in our house uh i know mom would have to be medicated yeah if somebody lives <laughs> it was a really it was a really interesting article um wow oh my mike what is self-care to you i'm struggling with that because i feel like self-care you still have to think about it it's like you're you're going to like get a massage or you're going out you know, with some buddies that you haven't seen in a while to kind of get away from the house or 
you know, my wife to go get her nails done. That to me is kind of self care, but I feel like it's intentional, but you still have to make plans for it. I know it says it's learning how to stop trying to fix yourself and start trying to take care of yourself and maybe finding that taking care lovingly attends to a lot of problems you were trying to fix in the first place. Interesting. So it's not fixing Mm. yourself, which I've always said, you don't fix humans. Yeah. Right. You fix computers. You don't fix humans. Yeah. And I do think too often we try to fix people. It's no longer choosing a life that looks good over a life that feels good. Mm. That's interesting. That's a whole nother show, sis. I know. Yeah. I know. You totally it's a good article. Buried. We'll leave it in the show notes for people to read it. Okay. You guys send it to me. I will. All right. We're going to have to wrap. Even though we have unlimited Zoom capabilities on this, I just feel like they're never going to give it to me again. I should just like use the bejeebers out of this unlimited. We should talk forever, <laughs> but we can't because they need to get on to their day. Lauren's going to shovel snow today. Mike's <laughs> going to romp around with his kids the rest of the day in Battle Creek. Guys, I got to tell you, this has been a blast. Yes, thank you so much. I I could hang with the two of you all stinking day long. It's just, you guys are just, you're super fun. And I can't wait to come up and see you. It's just going to be a blink of an eye, and we're going to be there um, in cold, snowy Battle Creek. No, it's going to be March. It's going to be springy. The leaves will be out on the trees. It'll, It'll be a great time. We're going to have a We're fabulous. We're really excited to have you. Well, you're you're too sweet, and we need to give a shout out to all of our friends, Wendy Davidson, um, who I believe is the rock star of rock stars, and um, she, is, she is she is she is part of why we're all why we're all talking. She's a great connector. She she, she truly is a great connector. We're going to have her I'm on the show. Definitely one of her purpose words. Yep. Yep, absolutely. We're going to have her on the show the next time that we can coordinate all the calendars. Oh, so here's the thing. If you guys will come to Dallas at some point in time or when your travels make it to Dallas, please include an hour or so. Give us a ring. We would love to buy you a sweet tea, a Chick-fil-A biscuit or a sandwich um, and spend some more time with you guys. Let's do it. And Allie, I it was great to it. meet you. Same, same. Agree. That's Thank awesome. you guys for having us. Oh my gosh, this is this has been a blast. We will um, hopefully this thing recorded. <laughs> guys, the record light on the top left looks promising. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. But uh, guys, I promise you, when I hit the stop button, if nothing shows up and you don't see me in March, you'll know why. <laughs> I will have been taken out by my daughter. Mm. So, all right. Uh, I appreciate you guys a ton. Have a fabulous uh, day and the rest of your weekend. Sis, anything else? I don't know, Dad. Is there anything else? <laughs> no, you're, see, you're trying to come up with something to ask me back. Yeah. I'm good on my end. Are you good on your end? Good on my end. <laughs> All right, here we go. I love you, sis. Love you too, Dad. See you, bye. Bye. bye.